Welcome to another Hockey with Helena podcast. This episode takes a look at the upcoming alumni game between the Detroit Red Wings and Colorado Avalanche, revisiting one of hockey's grandest rivalries 20 years after it began. I sat down with Chris Draper and Kirk Maltby in Chris's office at Joe Louis Arena and talked with them about the hit, the brawl, and what the rivalry meant to the Wings. I'm sitting here with Chris Draper in his fabulous office at the Joe. Uh, Chris, I do believe you were born in Canada. Can you explain to me you have a giant American flag in the background? <laughs> well, I do have uh, all three of my kids are American, and I do have my American passport now and citizenship. So my wife and I got it uh, just over a year ago, so I'm obviously very proud of that. And the reason why that big American flag's there, this used to be Chris Chelios's office, and then when he went on to the coaching staff, I was able to take this office but the deal was that I had to keep the American flag up. So as you can see, it I do have a board under there, but there's no sense writing on it because I can't use it. So we keep the flag up, and obviously uh, when Charlie says that's part of the negotiation, that's, that's why the flag's there. How excited are you for the game this Friday? I'm excited. Um, it, you know what, it kind of has a different feel than, you know, getting ready for the Toronto one with obviously everything that, uh, you know, with the rivalry and um, the hatred and, I mean, you, you name it. And, uh, you know, but um, I'm excited about it. I, we've had a blast. We've been skating, you know, probably for about four weeks now, you know, a whole bunch, whole bunch of the guys, uh, Dino Cicerelli, Chris Chelios, Igor Larionov, Larry Murphy, Kirk Mulpey, Darren McCarty, Joe Koster, I mean, all those, Manny Legacy, um, you know, so we've had a blast getting ready and that's to me that's that's the fun part is you know being able to get kind of back in that dressing room environment and you know how stuff goes on there, you know, you keep making fun of your team former teammates and stuff like that and uh so we kinda we've we've had a lot of fun getting ready for this game. Um, you know, but you know, then you sit there and I I mean I probably I don't know talk 15 interviews 16 interviews whatever it might be and talking about you know that the heyday of the rivalry and the hatred of the rivalry and how they hate us and we hate them and you know so it just kind of it brings back a lot and the bottom line was um you know obviously there was all that there was the brawl there was a hatred but bottom line there were some unbelievable hockey players that played in that rivalry and i think that's what made it you know such a great rivalry is because not only did you have the physical play and the hatred but you had the skill too. I mean, you look at the players that we have put into the Hall of Fame. It seems every year there's somebody going in the Hall of Fame that was, that was part of you know those years. And, and Colorado, obviously, with the same thing. Uh, I mean, the, the lightning rod for this rivalry was in 1996. You had broken jaw, shattered cheek, and orbital bone. Needed reconstructive surgery. Have you ever forgiven Lemieux? You know what? Honestly, eh, I just I moved on to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know the guy, uh, never cared to, to meet him. Did he you, ever reach out to you? <laughs> I, uh, we drafted one, he's an agent now, and Johan Van Polterberg, the goalie yeah. that we drafted last year, is represented by Claude Lemieux. Okay. And the day that we were leaving Miami, 
uh, we were at the hotel and um, he came over and I was there with, with Julie and, and the kids and he came over and introduced himself to, to Julie and the kids and we talked a little bit and talked obviously about um, Van Polterberg and, and, and the draft and everything and that was it. I mean, it was probably maybe four or five minute conversation. Um, nothing was mentioned about uh, the game, the hit, the rivalry, whatever. It was just basically an agent talking to someone in management and, and that was it. And I'll be honest with you, it, like, it was, it was weird. You know, it was, uh, and my, my wife and kids, they obviously know everything about it and they weren't quite sure how to, <laughs> how say, to, Julie, they were sitting I mean, there. My son was just looking, his eyes were, were bugging out. He wasn't sure what was going to happen here. And Julie wasn't quite sure. She went through the whole process with me and we sat there and talked. He said it was great meeting everybody. <laughs> and he walked away and I was just like, wow. Uh, so to be honest with you, that's really the extent uh, of the interaction that, that I've had with him. Obviously, I played against him a ton, um, you know, all, all up until, until he retired. But that was basically the, the interaction that we had. The teams met before the next season, before that fourth game. That was the fourth game when the brawl happened. What was different about that game? Why not the first game? I, I believe he was injured. I don't think he played in all the games. Okay. Um, and then I think he might have played in. I think he might have played in one game in Colorado, and it had to be here. The, well, it just seemed it was script. Like we went out and played hard and played the games always, right? Especially against those guys. And and this one just kind of we had lost the previous three games. Um, you know, this was the last time that we were going to face them before going into the playoffs. And you know, it just kind of. It just happened, and the two guys that kind of started it were were Igor and, and Forsberg. Arguably the side. least likely. Yeah, what? Yeah, I, I would say you know, and and, and it just kind of seemed as soon as there was that little scrum, it just obviously escalated. And to be honest with you, the other day my son pulled it up, and we were sitting there and we were watching it, and you're just like, you know, you see Matt grabbing Lemieux, Lemieux turtling. And you see Waugh coming out of the net, and I'm, I'm going to, we're sitting there watching, and I'm like, Keenan, I go, Shanny's coming into the screen anytime now. You're watching, you're watching, and then obviously that collision, and then Vernie and Waugh, and Shanny and Foot, and I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know why it, it was that night. Um, I'm glad it happened at Joe Louis Arena. I'm glad for our fans, you know, because everyone always kind of says, you know, I remember where I was on March 26, 1997, when, when the brawl happened. It was just something that our fans, you know, they'll never forget. And uh, obviously, you know, and then probably more importantly is, is how we came back. We came from behind to win that hockey game. We tied it up late. Who scores the game-winning goal in overtime? Darren McCarty. <laughs> like, you couldn't have scripted any better. So it was, uh, and, and you could just kind of see, like, that night, that game, you know, there was just, it, it meant a lot to, to, to everybody. We needed that win. You know, and, and then obviously how we got that win, I think, was a was a you know, huge part of our success going forward and obviously playing Colorado in the playoffs. Can you close your eyes and see it all brawl by brawl? I mean, you remember who started it. You remember 
Shanahan coming in and the whole thing is that I mean if your son was watching it could you turn your head and still tell him oh yeah yeah I, well, I have the I have the sequence of pictures in my basement do you uh, yeah I have four pictures and it's just kind of like frame by frame so it's at Forsberg and Lariano yeah that's it's on the side and then you see the, the brawl and then you see actually at the time it's both Shanny and Water in midair and in the picture um you know and, and then everyone's kind of squared off it's uh you know it's I, you know, I just sitting here talking about it, you kind of get, you know, goosebumps and, and chills, you know, talking about something like that. And I think for, for us, it was, uh, you know, it was a defining moment for our hockey team that year in 1997. I mean, we, they were, they were an obviously a, a heck of a hockey team. They were this, this, the defending Stanley Cup champions. We had had, um, you know, some, some disappointments and, you know, obviously we lost in 95, we lose to them in 96, we make some changes in 97 and uh you know uh, we knew that if we were going to win the stanley cup chances are we were going to have to go through the colorado avalanche unless they got upset early on in the playoffs so that was uh you know that was a that was a big one for us do you ever wish you had taken a swing at Lemieux yourself yeah yeah i do i think um you know it, it uh, yeah i mean for you know i know that there was some close calls there was some scrums there was some hits there was stuff like that and you know, you just kind of, you know, you maybe kind of wonder, you know, what, what if, um, but you know, the kind of the way that it, it played itself out, uh, I think was obviously it, it, it was, it was big for, for our hockey team, no doubt. How old is your oldest son? Or your son? Uh, is Keenan's now 14. 14, yeah. yeah. So when did you kind of sit down and tell him about it? I, you know what? I never told him about no. it. Um, his, uh, obviously, his buddies on, you know, you're sitting there when it had to be about, I bet he was probably about 10 years old and they were sitting there and, you know, they YouTubed, you know, me and, and then all of a sudden they saw the hit and, you know, all, you know, the kids are kidding, you know, they're like, coach, you got messed up. <laughs> you know, I was like, you have no idea. I did. And uh, so they looked at that and then obviously, you know, you go from, you know, watching the hit to how that happened to fast forward to March 26th and in 1997. And that's kind of, you know, then I just kind of, you know, explained the, the whole situation to, to, to Keenan of, of what went on. And um, so, you know, that uh, he was he was well aware of, of what had happened and the injuries that I had and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, the pictures are, are on the Internet as well. So, um, you know, both, you know, Kennedy's, she's almost 16 and Keenan's 14. And then Cameron, she obviously, you know, you know, she's only seven years old. So she, uh, she's too young for that stuff. How did you come to be GM of the alumni team? Ken gave it to me. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, I remember we were driving, we were driving to, we might've been going to London to watch uh, an OHL game and Ken was on the phone, and they basically said that they were putting together a, uh, a, a Colorado-Detroit. They're going to play in a stadium series, and there's going to be an alumni game. And I just kind of, I started, you know, I was just like, wow, it's going to be, that's it's going to be interesting. And then, you know, Ken kind of said, he goes, uh, he goes, well, you you put the team together. So I was like, oh, I can, I can do that. I mean, we, I, you know, I was part of, you know, putting uh, the Toronto one together as well. Obviously, it was a lot bigger with the two teams that we had. But I talked to I talked to Joe Sackick at the draft and, you know, he was you could see the excitement that he had for it. 
and he just kind of said, you know what, we're going to try to get the guys from 96 and our two Stanley Cup years. And, you know, he talked about, he goes, you know, if you can get all those guys, you know, from 97 to 2002, he said, you know, that would be awesome for the fans. So that's that kind of your frame. Yeah. Those years that those were yeah. So that's pretty well on. what we looked at with, uh, you know, from 97 to, to 2002. Yeah. There's a name that jumps out that's on the roster, Steve Eisenman. Yeah. It's, I think he has another job these days, and it's a big weekend. <laughs> big weekend ahead. How uh, how big was it to get him to agree? Yeah. You know what? Did it take any kind uh, of? It didn't. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, it was in the summer. We were uh, my family was up at uh, his cabin in, in Muskoka, and we were just kind of sitting there talking, and and I was kind of like thinking, okay, this could be the the perfect time to lob it out. Beautiful scenery. It's a great day in Muskoka, and Stevie was in a great mood, and and he brought it up. He's like, he goes, he started talking about how much fun it was going to be to, you know, be back with the guys and, and play Colorado. And so I was just like, all right, I, now that now it's easy. You know, you got Steve Eiserman in, basically, you know, everyone else is going to just kind of come. You make the phone call and say, yeah, Stevie's there. And then you just kind of keep going down the list. So um, it was great. It was, um, you know, um, I talked to Shani about it. Shani was in, and then I saw him in September or, pre or October. Our last preseason game, game against Toronto, he said, you know what, I got a lot going on. And I, I understood. He just kind of said, you know, I, I can't do it. So I understood that. And then Friday night, I got a text from Shani, and he uh, he's like, Drapes, I, I want to play. I want to be a part of this. And so uh, it was it was unsolicited. I was actually out for my son's birthday. And uh, so Shani, uh, you know, he wanted to come in too. So obviously excited about that. Chelly. You know, you're I'm pumped. You can't uh, keep him off the ice. Yeah, Chelly's there. Um, obviously, off the '96 team, Dino's in. Um, you know, and and you know, uh, Paul Coffey was going to play. Coff had prior commitment, so you know, those were the two guys off '96. Uh, so they're not going to play. And then you just go to you know, Marty Lapointe's in, Igor Larionov's in. I totally understand with you know Sergey Slava and, and Kazi. It's obviously uh, a long way to come. I I totally understand that. They all you know, sent texts and wanted to be a part of it and, and just kind of, you know, wished us luck and, um, you know, but, um, you know, so when those guys came, uh, you know, Boyd Devereaux, you know, he's going to play now, uh, you know, so he was, he was super excited to play. Uh, Mike Knubel's playing, uh, you know, you just go, you know, Doug Brown, you know, Nick's here obviously for, for tonight and, and he's all, you know, he's excited to play. So, um, I told him he's uh, there's a lot of expectations on him and he's going to get plenty of ice time, uh, you know. So it's I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Obviously, I'm you know I'm disappointed that Ozzy's not playing uh, for a lot of reasons. You know, being uh, you know such a part of the rivalry and and obviously one of my you know best buddies too. I was I was hoping that he would come, but I get it. It's different uh, for that position. You know, we just kind of lace our skates on and go and get up and down right. the ice and get to you know, change every 40 seconds or whatever. He's got to stay in net for, so I understand where, where he's coming from with that. But, uh, you know, that's probably the, you know, gonna, I, I wish he was going to be there for a lot of reasons, you know, um, you know, the Especially entertainment. I, I think the goaltender for the other team, uh, who's taking a break from coaching, yeah. is very, very excited about participating. Oh, well, no doubt. He's been, obviously we've seen the video and the pregame skates that he's been doing. So, um, you know, and then I saw, I saw uh, Craig Billington, who's going to be the other goalie, uh, Joe Sakic and Adam Foote at the Prospects game out in Vancouver. And they were, they're like, we heard that you guys are skating every day and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you got like, we watch the news. You guys are on the news every day. Patrick's, you know, taking shots and all that. And, and then Billington was talking about, you know, skating with Sakic and Foote was there. So 
And, and then I ran into um, a scout from L.A., and he's just like, he goes, Rob Blake, he's on the ice. He's getting ready for this game. So, you know, as as we're doing our training, I know they're doing the exact same thing, you know, and it's... Uh, I think it's, both sides are extremely excited. A hundred percent, you know, and, and when you think about it, um, basically our oldest player is Igor Larionov. He's 55 years old. He's in fantastic shape and... Like he just goes out and still controls the pace of the game. So I mean, I, there's a there's some guy. Most of us are probably in our mid forties that that are going to play. And uh, I know uh, I know for us, uh, you know, guys guys are excited about it. I know you reached out to Scotty and he wanted to coach, but he mm -hmm. had a prior commitment. Is that correct? Yeah, true. I talked to him. I actually had a great conversation with Scotty probably probably about a month ago. And I I ran into I ran into into his son Stan um, in uh, early in in the fall. And I just thought, you know, I said, you know, please, you know, tell your dad, you know, we want him to coach. And I know the organization had reached out to Scotty and, and they were, you know, talking, we were really obviously wanted to get Scotty there. And I think Scotty had a lot of fun being around the guys in Toronto. And um, so then I called him about a month ago and I just said, you know, Scotty, and I, I told him who we had coming and he's like, oh, Chris, I would love to, but he had a prior commitment with uh, Montreal Canadiens. I think he's out east in, in Canada and Nova Scotia that uh, that he, he had already committed to um, I think early in the summer so it's unfortunate but uh, and he just you know told us to, to have fun and 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 he certainly wished to be there and say hi, say hi to all the guys um, so Mickey Redmond's going to coach um, I thought Dave Lewis was over in Europe uh, with Belarus I was at Saginaw game last week and I saw him and I'm like Louie are you in town next weekend we got the Colorado game we would love you know for, for you to coach He's like, I'm in. Tell me what I have to do. So I text uh, Mike Bayoff, and he had everything all set up for him, and then Barry Smith as well. So, um, okay. So yeah. both of those yeah. assistants so, are. Yeah. So yeah. So both uh, both the assistants are, are going to go. So and then obviously Mickey's doing the TV, and he's going to coach as well. So he was really excited about getting asked as well. Do men of a certain age still brawl? We'll find out. <laughs> it's been. Don't think you've been the first one that asked that because there's a lot of people that are wondering, uh, you know, what's 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 going on and how it's going to be. I I would be surprised, um, but with that said, you know, you, you it's going to have. And even Dino and Shelly said it. You know, they just played last weekend, and he's like, "There's a different feel going into Colorado than there was going into Minnesota, Chicago, um, with it uh, with it as well." So. I, you know what? I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a great game. I think uh, you know is it going to be intense? Absolutely. They already, they were talking about how much more intense the Toronto Detroit one was than the last one that they played. And now, you, anytime you put Colorado Detroit in, and and you know what? I mean, you you have pride. Like it, you, you have pride when you go out on the ice and you want to represent yourself well. And everyone has you know wife and kids coming, and you know so you want to. You want to play well and you want to play hard. But you're just going to get up and down the ice and 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 go from there. You think, but uh, you know it'll it'll be interesting. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm now joined in Chris Draper's office by Kirk Malpe. Kirk, you're playing this Friday, Coors Field, Wings Avalanche. What stands out to you about the rivalry? <laughs> well, I think this will be a definitely different twist of the rivalry. I don't think it'll be quite as intense. Um, obviously not near uh, what was on the line as far as winning or losing a game. Uh, you know, 
you know, come uh, this Friday. But it's just going to be a lot of fun. I recall with the Toronto one we had here at Comerica Park, um, it was great to see the guys that we played with, uh, you know, from years from the 97-98 Cup and throughout the years. And then also seeing the guys that we played against from Toronto. And then for me, I'm, I'm from Ontario and, uh, you know, getting to play against Mike Palmatier and Daryl Sittler and guys like that. So, um, you know, this is kind of a little uh, compressed age uh, range for, for this game, but I suspect it'll be a lot of the same kind of thing. It'll be good to, to see you guys, but I think it'll get a little competitive out there, but I, I think everyone's going to have a lot of fun with it. Sounds like both sides have been practicing hard. <laughs> Practicing, yes. Hard, I'm not sure about that. But it's been, uh, you know, we've been out here, and Chris is a bit of a stickler. So if you're on the ice for a shift out here with Chris, you gotta have to, you gotta move your feet a little bit because he, he goes uh, 100 miles an hour one way for sure. But um, I'm not sure what they're doing in Colorado or their guys. Uh, but it's been nice to to get on the ice here with with the guys here, uh, trying to make it as often as possible. And um, you know, you don't want to get out there and look like a, you know, like you've never been on skates before, but um, at the other, at the same time, it's just kind of just to shake the rust off a little bit. So when we get out there, it doesn't look too bad. At its height, I mean, 96, 97, was that rivalry just something that's hard to put into words how special it was? I mean, it was, there was so much hatred. It's not, it, it just seems like it was such a rarity. Yeah. And it's funny you use that word hatred because, uh, you know, during that strange or during that range of, of time, that was definitely kind of, I think, everyone's perception of it, whether you were a fan of this, of the teams or playing or working with, you know, but, you know, it's it's like a, a lot of people talk about once you retire and, you, and you're able to look back and reflect on your career and things that you're involved in, I, I you know, I wouldn't say it's hatred now for sure. Um, it, it, a lot of respect for what they did uh, for the players that they put on the ice. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, we were kind of identical in the way uh, we were, uh, or the way we played, the way we you know, one guy would leave or move on or retire or whatever, and then you were, they were able to, and we were able to replace him with a, a significant player as well. So, um, you know, it was just a lot of fun. It's, it is hard to put into words. It's, it's, uh, I looked forward to the games. I wasn't, you know, you weren't scared. You, you never, nothing was ever said like, tonight we're going to go out and have a five on five line brawl. Uh, we just knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, both teams had a high end skill, great goaltending and physical players, tough players. Uh, so you could get a 9-8 a game with 10 fights and, and whatnot, or you could get a 2-1 game with, with 10 fights and great goaltending. And um, so it, it's, it, it was just a lot of fun uh, between two teams. And I think, I think not just the fans of the Red Wings and the fans of Colorado, I think hockey fans in general marked these games on their calendars to watch uh, if they could because I think that's how good they were. March 26, 1997, do you remember who you fought? March 26, 97, yeah. Oh, Rene Corbet? Yeah. Yeah. No, which it wasn't much of a fight, but we got five-minute majors out of it. and um, But that's just how it was. Like, I mean, he wasn't known as a fighter, but he was a, a past, if you want to say that. And I guess I, I was pretty much the same type of player. and um, So no one was really um, exempt from getting into the physical altercations. Uh, I mean, 
Peter and, and, and Igor were the two culprits that kind of ignited the, 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 the flame in, in the notorious McCarty-Lemieux uh, fight and line brawl. So um, that's what, what it made it special. It just everyone was all on board and everyone did, whether it was something you didn't normally do or not, you were, uh, you were asked to just go out there and leave it on the line and, and, and pull for each other for the guy beside you. And, and I think that's what both teams did. What did that brawl do for the for the Red Wings? Well, uh, you know, it's it, you know, looking back at that particular game again, like obviously the the, the Lemieux hit on Drapes had already happened. I, I'm not sure how many times leading into that game we had played them, but and I'm, I know we didn't have a lot of success against them. Um, and there was never one time that I recall, at least, uh, talking about or being talked about. You know, tonight's going to be the night retribution, or we're going to do this or that. And so when it happened, it happened, and that's why I think it was just like the bench, everyone was as surprised as anybody that, okay, it took this long to happen. Um, and then, um, you know, Mac, who probably should have got kicked out of the game, ends up scoring the winning goal in overtime. And I wouldn't say it put us over the hump, but I think it kind of mentally put us over a hump with Colorado at that time because they had knocked us out the year before, went on to win the cup. Didn't have success against them leading into that game, and we finally were able to beat them. And whether you know, you don't expect to have those types of games on a daily basis, but um, uh, you know, even though that put us over the hump, and then I remember playing them in the Western Conference Finals game one, and I, I swear, like we played, I thought maybe as good of a hockey game as we possibly could, and we still lost. And you know, it's like, damn, we're like, what do we got to do to beat these guys? But we, we stuck to it. Game two, we got, we won. Max scored a late goal to give us a bit of a cushion. Then we came back here, one, two. Um, but they didn't die. You know, we, I think game four here, we won six, nothing. Went back there, got slaughtered six, nothing. And then it was a tight game here for game six. So, um, so yeah, that game was just kind of a, from a mental standpoint, regardless of a win or a loss against them, we knew that we could beat them. And, uh, um, that's just kind of how the series uh, kind of evolved. Right after that game, you know, within the next day, the next week or so, did you watch the fights a lot? Did you watch? Well, if you watch any sort of hockey highlights on TV or, you know, here in the States, I know the, the hockey highlights are not as much, but I think ESPN was uh, not necessarily front and center with them, but they, they got their share of coverage. Um, you know, so it was hard not to either see it, talk about it, uh, within the hockey world, let alone friends and family, you know, I recall just, you know, back in those days, cell phones weren't what they are today, but, you know, I saw a missed call, missed call, missed call, missed call. So it was just, uh, it was, it was a hot topic. I mean, obviously it was, no one knew when or what was going to happen, if anything, and, uh, just knew that the ramp, you know, that they're there was an incident between Claude and, and Chris and um, you know that was where it was and then until that that day where the brawl happened um, that really you know what what was a, a bit of a rivalry maybe between two good teams really turned into um, a rivalry for the ages. Was that a point your son plays hockey right was yeah. that a point when he discovered it on YouTube or anything and said, hey, Dad, what is this? What yeah. happened here? Well, he's seven right now, so he hasn't, so, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, he's uh, he's seen, you know, we flick it around and sometimes there's games on and there's been, you know, games on, uh, on um, 
uh, you know, the NHL Network and the classic games, and we've been on it a couple times. And, you know, obviously in that game not particular, but, and he's seen it. And I think actually when he goes over to friends' house who have older siblings, they sometimes are, are hey, did you see your dad and this or that? So he's seen a little bit. I don't go out of my way. He knows that I played, and he's seen some highlights and this and that. And, um, you know, they're going to watch the game uh, this Friday. But, uh, you know, he's he's kind of here and now right now with the current players and stuff like that, and I'm just dad to him. You travel a lot now in your, in your job as scout for the Detroit Red Wings. When you, when you fly, do, if, when people find out who you are, what you do, what you did, do they ever, is that something that comes up? or? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, uh, sometimes you get recognized a little bit, especially if you're coming back to Detroit. People are you know coming back home so maybe but when I'm kind of out in the, about in the country it's um, you know you sit beside strangers and, and you know it's either you sleep or you bury yourself in a book or something or you talk to the person next to you so it's inevitable that sometimes they're gonna ask you or you ask them you know what do you do for a living and, and then uh, you know a lot of people are like even if they don't really like hockey they're like oh that's a great job that's a cool job. I'm like yeah I, I guess I, I watch hockey for a living so um, but you know, as far as being recognized and things like that, it's, I mean, it's not, I've never really had too bad of, or big of an issue with that. So it's been, uh, you know, I just take that in stride and, you know, sooner or later, no one's going to recognize you or, or even care. So I just kind of, I take it as it comes and, and um, you know, most people are pretty genuine about it and whether they're a Red Wings fan or not. If there's one name that's a disappointment who's not playing Friday, is that Chris Osgood? <laughs> I think to say the least, that might be the one name. Um, it would have been nice to get everybody that uh, was asked or we hope. Well, Sergey's busy with his KHL yeah. teams. I mean, yeah. people have all like Scotty had a commitment with Montreal, I know, to, to not coach. But, but Chris is around here. And yeah. did, well, well, no, did, you and, did you and Chris... Try yeah. hard to convince him. Yeah, no, and, and I understand with the commitment things with all the other guys, and especially the Russian guys coming all the way over for, from Russia. Um, I get that. Um, but, yeah, Chris, you know, he has his reasons. Uh, you know, he tells us his reasons, whether we believe him or not. But, you know, it, it's his prerogative to do what he wants, and if he doesn't uh, want to play or if he's – I know he's had – a. When I say health issues, I don't not dire straits. I think he's had some stuff from playing that he's gotten fixed over the the last little bit. So, I uh, I think that's kind of hindering a little bit on his decision not to play. So, um, you know, but he'll be he'll probably be sitting down in his basement, uh, uh, you know, in his recliner, having a couple of beers, chuckling at us, and and uh, enjoy watching at the very least. But it's uh, yeah, it'd be nice because uh, not just to have him on the ice, but you know, we, we love hanging out with Chris, and uh, uh, now that he's uh, you know in the media and, and things like that, we don't see him near as often. I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Chris: Do men of a certain age, do middle-aged men, brawl? <laughs> Well, to say no would be a lie because, I mean, it, it could happen for sure. Uh, you know, it happens all the time around the world within, you know, just regular beer leagues and things like that. Uh, but to say that that is something that may be an option here, I don't think anything stupid like that will happen. Uh, I just, uh, what's happened in the past is in the past. And uh, I do think that it's going to get a little competitive. I don't know if I say chippy, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's a whack or two here and there. But I think it's going to be a little bit of a feeling out process. I think it's going to, as the game progresses and the score is whatever it is, I think, um, you know, guys are going to play a little harder, uh, maybe go to the net, shoot and to score more instead of maybe making the cute 
plays all the time. Uh, I don't suspect any finished checks or anything like that because, you know, no matter what, I don't think anyone really wants to get hurt or hurt anyone. And uh, But, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a competitive game. And, and to be honest with you, we don't want to go down there and lose. Uh, so I'm sure they're kind of feeling the same way. But um, it will, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, to say or to predict what kind of game it's going to be is hard to say. But I don't think there's too many things that would surprise me that could happen. Thank you. No problem. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to check out Freep.com for much more Wings coverage, and you can follow me on Twitter at Helene St. James. Thanks for listening.